I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I never know what to say in this bit. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This morning I'm, I'm with Emily Dean and Holly Walsh. Ah, Elvis. <laughs> Two little girls. Yeah, what a night that was. So anyway, um, you can text us on 81215 if you've got anything at all to say about anything, as long as it's proper and uh, not smutty and you can follow us on Twitter um, using at Frank on Absolute beautifully done, Frank's Thanks. getting into Twitter now oh yeah, I'm a really, I've become a bit of a Twitterateismist mm. yeah uh, Holly, you, you tweet, don't you? you tweet like there's no tomorrow I tweet like it's out of fashion yeah, I tweet like there's no tomorrow Beckwith <laughs> Is that, yeah. Your name is at Tamara Beckwith too. Yeah, I, I am. I, I'm the phony Tamara Beckwith. In fact, I've been tweeting for years. I know. Oh. I wonder how many people listening to this know Tamara Beckwith is. What would you say as a percentage? Well, there's four of my friends for a start. Okay, is she still um, alive? Oh yeah, she's still active. She's still practicing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She wasn't one of the the girls. Wasn't she was she? an original it girl. Yeah. Yeah. I miss her. Were you ever an it man? I was a hitman once in uh, in Los Angeles in the 1970s. I had to kill uh, a businessman, uh, Feinstein, Leo Feinstein, he was called, and uh, he'd been um, there'd been some sort of dalliance with this bloke's wife, and uh, I, I had to take him out. I just basically I was in a cafe. He went into a toilet. I went in after him and uh, took the back of his head off, and uh, I put the gun down the toilet because I thought the police weren't touching it now because it's got wee on it. <laughs> And it worked. Extraordinary anecdote. Anyway, that's the first <laughs> anecdote of the morning, out the way. <laughs> I really hope that's true, just just the way you've confessed so openly about yeah, it. Actually, maybe I shouldn't have said it on the radio. <laughs> think of You're it. styling it out. Yeah, it's, it's done now. So, um, apparently, it's still the Olympics. Yeah, but I'm a bit jealous of you. Yeah, I went. I finally you went. You got to actually go. He's got his bean home. How do you get these opportunities? Well... It's like this. Da -da 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 -da. I'm a celebrity that makes life easier. I'm a celebrity and that makes life good. Um, I bet you sing that at them when they're trying to tell you you can't get tickets. <laughs> he, he shouts it out of it's his the, window at home. It's the accompanying dance that always wins them over. <laughs> so what it's, was it like? It's, it's that jumping up to the side and clicking their heels on the word celebrity. <laughs> also the fact you used to be a hitman, that also helps. The I don't mention I never mention that in interviews. <laughs> No, I don't know where, how that's cropped up this morning. Frank, what was it like? It was, um, well, it was splendid. One thing, for a start-off, is um, it, was it, it was lovely and cosy in the stadium. It wasn't just any old event, we should say. No, but I think it was cosy because there was like a big cauldron of flame in the corner. Mm. I'm starting to think every <laughs> stadium should have one of those. It, it, it was like the world's pilot light. Lovely open fire. next to that, yeah, it was beautiful. 
I watched that. Well, all you, night. Were, you were wasted not being at the opening <laughs> ceremony. Here comes the world's pilot light, lit by seven young athletes. I just sat and watched the flame, or not like like an old age pensioner <laughs> at the <a> fireside, <laughs> getting me legs a bit blotchy. You know, and they sit too close. <laughs> yeah, so that was. Uh, well, what did I? I went on Sunday, which was the night of the men's one hundred meters. Oh, there, there you go. That's yeah. quite an Glory event. Hunter. That's a glamour event, yeah. isn't it? Because I, I can't, I can't take ten seconds of anything. So I thought I need things, entertaining things under ten seconds. So I went to that. I think it should have been done by like like with football, you know, where you have to sort of if you do loads of away games and really turn up, then you get to go to the good games. Yeah, like you should have had to sit through, you know. Men's, men's qualifiers for ta- for table tennis to to win that point. Well, yeah, but you're forgetting that I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I can't remember how the song went there because I just made it up, obviously. But did uh, you, Frank? Did you get to go in the lane? I did go in the <gasps> lane. He went in the Olympic lane. I, I mean, that was what that was, was it like? Oh, lovely. It, Is what, it, is it like the yellow brick road? Just one long each, lane. each of the rings, I, re- I didn't know, plays a different note when you drive over. <laughs> so you're Yeah, what's that doing? Yeah, I've heard that a lot now, that dun 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 Well, that's Vangelis? Yeah. Are you getting bored of it? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a very good version they play there. Oh dear. You like the panpipe version? Yeah, that's brilliant, the panpipe. <laughs> in the Peruvian games, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember that, the panpipe version was absolutely fabulous. The panpipes were actually in the shape of the five circles as well. If they were, yeah, they could be adjusted to do that, so that when you look down them, there was the Olympic thing. I mean, to limit your, uh, your, your range a bit, but it would mean that you could use it on an ink pad and yeah. do, uh, do little Olympic <laughs> symbol print-offs. Yeah. That would be against LOCOG um, regulations. Oh, yeah, actually, you'd be in trouble if you did that. Uh, Peru would be closed down. There'd be uh, some sort of a poncho ban. (laughs) (laughs) Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were talking about the Olympics. Oh, yeah. I'm so gel of you. Is well gel? That's what people say now. Do they? I didn't know that. Well gel. Oh, I only say that when people have got really hard, spiky hair. <laughs> you know, when you see people, like when and they've obviously got to the, the end of the gel jar and thought, well, I might as well use all this up. There isn't another full hair thing in it, so they put a bit of extra in and it's, and it's like well, rock. It is people on TOWIE that say that, and they do have hair like that, so well done you. Oh, OK. So, meanwhile... I've seen TOWIE. Oh, trackside... Yeah, so there was many. Um, I, I was there for the men's hundred metres. Um, you know, Usain Bolt, Johan Blake, and uh, Tyson Gay, of course, a man whose name covers yeah. the full gamut of masculinity. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, it was exciting. It was very short, I have to say. It's very short. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's over in a. In but a Frank, can I just say why do they do? It is a bit ridiculous. Those kind of pre-race. They, it's almost like getting into character, aren't they? So Bolt does the lightning bolt. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Is that what that thing is, is that, that he does? What it is? It's a bow and arrow, but then he does a lightning bolt as is, well. Is it a bow and arrow? Yeah, but there's a lightning bolt action. Well, wait, it's, wait, it's wait, wait, from Robbie is... Keane. Yeah, well, what... Yes. But that's a celebratory thing. Well, I thought it was just uh, somebody pointing and then... No, it's a lightning bolt, love. And then more subtly pointing with the other hand. No, there's, there's messing so in this madness. Publicly, they're pointing with one hand, but they're also sneaking a second <laughs> and pointing. pointing I, can't, I point. can't see any lightning bolt imagery in that at all. No, it is a bolt. 
The other one, the Beast. Oh, he, I hated his. He does like a whole. He contorts his whole but body. It used to be just uh, Usain that did those things, yeah. and everyone's copied him now and tried to come up with their own stupid things. It's like post girl celebrations. Yeah. What would you do if you if you were an athlete and they came to you in the camera? I um I think I'd do you know you know the sort of heavy metal um, rock thing with the fingers oh the Metallica yeah. thing I yeah. do that but I hold it on my head like <laughs> I was a, like I was a charging bull <laughs> and I might drag one foot on the floor in a sort you know when bulls get very angry I don't know if they do they do they certainly do it in cartoons. <laughs> Um, that's what I do. What would you do, Holly? What would your symbol be as, as just, a camera just, fell on you? I'd do a bit of dribble coming out of one one side of my mouth. Yeah, and, oh, and it, would, it, would it always be the same side? Yeah. Oh, okay. You see, I'd, I'd use one side for the 100 metres and the other side for the 200. No, you'd use one for 100, both. And for the Commonwealth Games, I'd chew tobacco, so it, it was... Uh, it was. Yeah, anyway, so uh, what would you do it? I'd blow a kiss, of course. Oh. And I might wink as well, make it a bit fashion. I might then strut a bit as well. Come to think of <laughs> it. Like it was a catwalk. And then I'd do the race, full stop, but it would be worth it. Oh, I wouldn't do the race. Looks exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Steve Ovet way back in the 80s. He used oh, yeah. to do an I Love You symbol. So actually, so yeah. Carl didn't start it. He used to mime I-L-Y. He did. Yeah. I remember that. He was a strange-looking character. <laughs> Still, can't have everything in life. You see, Frank, I think that 100 metres, I think it is, looks quite easy, though. I think I could well, do that. it's the easiest No, but events. I could do that. Out of all of them, I think I could actually do that no, quite I easily. No, I could do it. I wouldn't do it very quickly, but it's not like the pole vault where I think I could do that <laughs> for a month and never, ever, ever get over that bar. You know, one thing about pole vault, how do they... You never see them putting the, the bar back up. How do they do that? That's a good question. And it always bro- oh, it broke the other day, didn't it? I bet that was there's a remote control helicopter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, the reason I say that is because mm. I didn't know this, but what, the night I was on, the men's hammer was on. And it's never occurred to me, how, they, how do they get the hammers back to the, the throwers? How do they? I thought a judge would walk in and, and say, and if it comes over here again, I'll put a knife through it, <laughs> like when our football used to go over next door. But, in fact, there was little remote control mini cars tiny little mini cars and they pick up the, the, the car oh, comes up to the like K9 <laughs> yeah exactly and the judge puts the the hammer in the top of the mini car and then it goes back to the, the hammer uh-huh. so sort of like what you get in bowling rinks bowling alleys Nothing like that at all, unless you go in bowling alleys where there's remote control mini cars <laughs> carrying the balls think of back like Yosushi yeah I know I get it it's oh, true. I'm not making it up. You're looking yeah, at me no, like I'm, I'm making it up. No, I'm not looking. It was very it. London as well because it was a mini, you know. Which is, I like that. I like the way they themed it. Like in Brazil, apparently, in front of the hammer net, they're just mm. going to have a very short runway of grass, and the rest <laughs> of the thing's going to be shaved completely. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about symbolism. They're not going for the Hollywood then. I went with my mate Dan, who uh, told me a fabulous story because the women's triple jump was happening in front of us as well, and he's he's, he's on about when he triple jumped at school. He was. They hadn't got anyone to the triple jump. They hadn't practiced it or anything. Mm. And the, the teacher, said, well, I need someone for the for the for the hop, step, and jump, as it was called in those days. And he said, "Well, I'll do it." And he, you know, he he practiced it a bit on his own. And so uh, he went to the thing. And when he did the hop, step, and the jump, he didn't reach the sand pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite bad. Isn't it? What do you do then? You're left sort of just on the gravel. <laughs> I mean, technically, you haven't done the jump yet. Well, you've done it. it, it there's nothing to say it has to end up in the sand <laughs> That's just something that tends to happen when you do it. This is Frank Skinner. Absolutely.
So you went to the Olympics, Holly? I went twice, yeah. What did you say? I saw table tennis quarterfinals and then table tennis group finals. So it's very uh, ping table pong, tennis ping pong oriented. Yeah, I was ama- I was so into it. It was incredible. Are you uh, are you a, a table tennis enthusiast? Did, I am. Is that what you got in the tombola? I'm, I'm big. No, no, I'm a big table tennis fan. Are you really? Yeah, and now I've um, sort of I've gone all the way now to the finals. So that makes me one of the best fans ever, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I qualified for the finals. How is it as a spectator sport? It's quite a small ball. It is a small ball. <laughs> that's one of the main. What do they wear? Do they wear little shorts and things? No, they wear some, polo shirts. They wear um, cross velvet pantaloons. <laughs> oh, lovely. Now I will go. It's a sort of cavalier look they wear. The big, big With the hat. elaborate I mean, hats. The sort of feathers do get in the way a bit. On those very high serves. I saw a man get a yellow card during a table tennis match. What was for that? What was? What did he do? This Danish uh, player. Did he take his shirt off after a point. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he he, uh, he he got a bit angry and he sort of picked up the ball and and like lobbed it across the. The pitch or whatever it's called, and, and yeah. um, uh, you're you're a table tennis enthusiast. <laughs> you were telling me. Yeah. I think they call it the table. I'm guessing. Yeah, but what's the area around the table? The floor. <laughs> he loved it across the floor, oh, and then the, the, the like um, umpire gave him a yellow card. Quite right. I got no time for him. No. I mean, there might be people. I'm thinking that was a bit harsh. Not Frank. <laughs> When you go and watch a, a, a sport where there are no British players, so that we haven't got like a Team GB, yeah. how do you decide which team to support? Well, I'm not a very good neutral, and I often think, oh, what I'll do is I'll just wait and let the game progress, and, and I, it'll it'll come to me. Right. But um, sometimes it doesn't, and if I watch anything... I mean, I, even in the Olympics, I'm quite partisan. The night I went, even though I saw the 100 metres final and saw um, Christine Oguru win mm. silver, the fact that we didn't get a gold made me feel like I had a completely wasted evening. Oh, I consider That's it a total failure. I won't... Silver, forget it. Out. I won't. I won't tolerate silver. I'm okay. sorry. It's gold it's, only. Didn't the Lone Ranger say that? <laughs> <laughs> I won't have him in the house. Yeah, it's gold only now. Are you kidding me? That's no, the, I'm not kidding you. That's the hardest. The bar thing. has been raised very high by these Olympics, especially in the pole vault. <laughs> <laughs> How they get it up there, I do not know. No, I told you, it's, it's the remote can the mini. Maybe it's like a chitty chitty bang bang uh, remote control car. Or mm. two of them that take the bar up. I imagine what happens is that the whole thing comes down and then they put it on and then it, it goes back up again. Because they, they must do it. Because, I mean, I think it's uh, the limbo on uh, <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> Women's limbo, I think it is. I think the men's limbo was uh, earlier in the week. Could be. Anything could be in the Olympics, let's face it. BMX is today. Did you see that thing where the, when we, when the night that Mo Farah got the gold and oh, Jessica wasn't that great? and Greg uh, thing got the long jump and all that? The uh, thruple. Uh, they, oh, was it the triple? No, it was a long jump he got, wasn't it? Greg? No, I just meant there was three of them, yeah, oh, yeah. thruple. And, uh, and the commentator said, this is a completely new era for British sport. British sport will never be the same again. And then they went over to the football and we, we lost the penalty shoot. <laughs> so absolute. And not only that, but Daniel Storridge, who missed... The, the penalty that lost us the shooter. As he walked off, the coach went and put his arm around him and he shoved him off in a real petulant oh. way. And I thought, oh, yeah, of course, that's what sport is normally like. But we don't count Olympic football anyway. Frank no. and I don't count Olympic tennis or football. It's yeah. not real. It's not real. My highlight of the week was when the boxer, the, the woman boxer who got gold. Oh, yeah. Did you see her? They said, how did it feel getting gold? She said, it made my day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolute Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner.
on Absolute Radio. We have some texts in about Skippy the kangaroo. Yeah, well, you know, to me it's it's quality, not quantity. Uh, must remember that. Dan Pierce says, Skippy the bush kangaroo seemed to spot trouble when finding food. Hardly a detective, more an unfortunate forager. <laughs> Absolutely true. Rather good description, I think. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've decided he was a detective. Yeah, I'd say why did I decide that? He was no more than a clean amateur. <laughs> he had no sort of role. Yeah. Don't anyone listen to this think he had any sort of official place in the police department? No. <laughs> no, although he did, yeah. It was, like, it was like when Elvis decided he wanted the badges. Yeah. But, you know, he had no like right that. to those badges. Well, my favourite Elvis Presley picture ever yeah. is, is him... Were they FBI the scene, badges he he's, wanted? He's at the scene of a car crash. And it's Elvis in a full-length leather jacket and uh, shades in the middle of the <laughs> night with a massive torch walking around this wreckage. Just because he got the police badge that he could turn up. <laughs> he loved those badges. I um, imagine you're, you're being cut out of your car, there's the hiss of oxyacetylene and there's Elvis Presley in shades at four o'clock in the morning. Mm. But he any- has an amazing sideburns, like, like we go. Well, not anymore, he doesn't. No. Maybe he does. He's passed. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't. I wish I could. Uh, see, I couldn't grow um, Bradley Wiggins sideburns. I, uh, mine why not? Have, mine have holes in them. <laughs> they do. They, I can't grow a, a sturdy Well, sideburn. I would argue re-Bradley Wiggins sideburns. They're very wiry. Yeah, but mine have got... They've got patches, bare patches in Mine look like the fields. Are yours a bit crop circles? <laughs> I yeah. know that looks. Yeah. The fjords. You know the fjords. It's a 1960s TV show about a Norwegian <laughs> family who were made cars. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's in it's in little uh, little tiny islands. Mm. Have you ever um, thought about sticking sideburns or a moustache on your ch- child? Because that is hilarious. <laughs> well, I hadn't, but I'll write that down. If you get a young baby and you give it a stick-on moustache or sideburns. It's such an entertaining way of spending an afternoon okay. and humiliating them when they're older. Um, I might try mm. that. Perhaps I could get a small bicycle and recreate Bradley <laughs> Wiggins' uh, glorious victory. <laughs> that would be fabulous. And then I can get him in some mod outfits. Yeah. Bradley relaxes. I could do a whole <laughs> picture book of Bradley Wiggins at uh, 11 weeks old. Hold on, I'm gonna write that down as well. I'm not. See, I'm not really a fan of the sideburn, Holly. I have to say, just the well, one sideburn. I'm um, talking about no, sideburns. I'm talking about it in a fashion sense. Okay. So you say uh-huh. a jean. You use the singular. Ah. A shoe. No, a jean. A sideburn. But a sideburn suggests just one, and I wouldn't say that was a good look. Well, I tell you, you no, say that. No, that means two. But now I'm thinking, uh, I, wouldn't mi- I wouldn't mind. Uh, I've never seen anybody with just one. Wouldn't oh, that be I have. Good? have you? That was quite an eighties thing. Was well, it? A bit baroque, yes. Is it so they can do but those? Tony um, Hadley. So they can do both parts in a conversation, in a comedy conversation. <laughs> so I, I saw Elvis the other day. I was out. I bumped into Elvis, and he said, and then you turn around and go, "Oh, how are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? Um, did you see that man? Who was that um, American sportsman with the mm. with the mono brow? Oh yes, Anthony I've seen Davis. him. What's yes. his name? Anthony Davis. Yeah, and he's got a he's got an incredible monobrow. I mean, so completely solid, yeah. no gaps, doesn't even thin out above the nose. And he is um, he wants to officially trademark it. He wants to copyright it. Yeah, <laughs> but they call it. He calls it yeah. a unibrow. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I, like I would always go with mono. I like that he said he wants to copyright phrases associated with it, like raise the brow. <laughs> 
Is that is that? Uh-huh. A I've never used that phrase. No. Raise the brow. I think you should copyright. Hear me brow. Oh, hear me brow. Like hear me now. Very yeah. <laughs> well, I write to him. Oh, brow or never. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we will. Let's write a big letter to him. Yes. I just think I see people like him in the papers and Bradley Wiggins. I imagine the the Mexican Wolf Boys reading it and thinking, amateurs. <laughs> These amateurs. They don't know anything about facial hair. I'm just looking at a picture mm. of his monobrow. I mean, it is. It's quite something. In case you uh, you don't know him, and I didn't know he was before. If you imagine, if you had a, a scrapbook on a table and you took your eyes down to the to table surface level and looked up at one end of the scrapbook lying open. Are you with yes, me? that's a good description. That's what his monobrow looks like. Do people still have scrapbooks? I think, yeah, right? I bought a scrapbook this week. You kidding me? I'm not kidding. For what purpose? For a seven-year-old. Oh. And what... Will they theme it? Yeah, they're doing a scrapbook about their um, holidays. How do you do that? They're making That's a, a scrapbook. That's a photo album you're thinking of. Um, That's no. Pinterest. No, no. I'm thinking of a, of a scrapbook. Well, what will be in it other than photographs? Sand? Drawings. They're sticking in, like, things they've been to. And... No, you're right, Holly, because I had one of those. And I put, like, for example, we went to McDonald's and I stuck a straw in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you get a I ticket, did. ticket wow. to the cinema and they'll stick that yes. in. And they'll write about their trip to the cinema. And... Oh, lovely. Well, if, James, <laughs> if James Coburn buys you a present, you'll stick a photograph of that in. What would worry me, yes. That's what, what I did. What would worry me about that mm. is that if it's on one holiday, you're probably not going to fill the scrapbook. And if there's one thing I hate, it's it's waste. There's going to be all those black pages. Was it black pages? Yeah. Yeah. All that is still going to be there. Mm. Anyway, you should check out Anthony Davis's monobra. His eyebrows are so thick, if he went to a, an auction at Christie's and bid it for something, with you know, the raise of an eyebrow, I think the, the auctioneer would say, all right, all right, I owe you the first time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Holly Walsh. Ball. You can text us on 812.15 or follow us on Twitter using at Frank on Absolute. See, what I did there is one of those things when they talk over like a music thing. Yeah, I saw that over a bed. Yeah, I love talking bed. over a bed. I I've always talked, do that. I've talked over, I've shook hands over a bed before now. On the, like, um, just like the opening of Minder when they <laughs> shake hands across the bonnet. Um, Frank, they can also email us, which they sometimes do midweek. Yeah, and don't, don't ask me what that address is. No. But Ash has emailed in. Uh, he's been dreaming of you, Frank. Oh, yeah. I call someone it... else was... I can't remember what they dreamt, but someone last week had dreamt of me. They were they? stroking your hair in a pub and it did was I, very soft. Did I tell you I, I dreamt that I um, pretended to be a member of Snow Patrol to get into some... <laughs> you didn't? Show. Yeah. That's like when I pretended I was dating the manager of Suede, except I really did that. Yeah. Was it a dream? What? <laughs> your time dating the manager of Suede. No, I didn't really. Oh, right. I lied and said I was to make an ex-boyfriend Oh, I jealous. see. <laughs> I thought you were just name-dropping. No. So this dream. Okay, so this dream. So this is Ash. I call this the I Dream of Frank Club. He okay. says... Um, I, he's downloaded all the old podcasts from the website. He's a bit old school. Hmm. And he says, and I'm constantly listening to the show. Consequently, I'm now even dreaming of you, Frank. Oh. Frank, I dreamt you were bankrolling a Roman Catholic charity. 
which exhumed the reburied bodies of Roman Catholics who'd been buried in Anglican or Protestant cemeteries <laughs> into Catholic cemeteries. Well, I don't want anyone to miss out on heaven because they're in the wrong queue. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you've given money to this chap to <laughs> dig up Catholics that aren't in... Ca- I, it's a brilliant... I think me and Ash should go on Dragon's Den with this idea. <laughs> We'll see if we can get some backing. Yeah, what we want to do um, is we want to dig up Catholics who are buried in non-Catholic uh, ground. What do you think? Mm. What's in this for me? <laughs> we can get uh, 2,000 days off um, purgatory. Mm. OK, OK, OK. I think it could work. How do you find them? Do you just get skippy on the case? You have to go around looking... There'll be a for- website, with <laughs> Website? Wronglyplacecatholics.com. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love your new business, Frank. Yeah, bar- buried in uh, Anglican uh, cemeteries. Anglican as, as hell. We, My as, Anglican hell. we hell. call them, on hallowed ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that, that isn't true, but I love the idea of it. And if there is such a charity, why don't you call me? Yeah. You could do sort of um, daytime TV adverts. You yeah, know, just like, me with a yeah. shovel, <laughs> marching <laughs> jauntily along. Say, say, send money for this. Instead of the pen, that's what you could have, the shovel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Frank, we've also had a lot of IEM emails in. Yes, no, I know I explain this every week, but for new listeners, an IEM is an idiotic eureka moment, and it's when you realise something that you should have realised years ago, like a, a, a joke or something like that, and you think, oh, hold on a minute. And the example I often use is sooty and sweep, or it's a sort of pun on the on the chimney sweep business. <laughs> you didn't know that? I didn't know, I hadn't noticed I that. think you two have collectively had one today, not realising that Usain Bolt was doing a lightning bolt. I'm still no, not No, I don't convinced. think that was clear. I well, still don't think that's yeah, What do you want to be more clear than the fact that he was doing a, a lightning well, bolt he and his name is Bolt? He should have made He says... I think he could have been doing Saddam Hussein <laughs> impression. <laughs> Because well, his name both is had one without realising it. Well. And um, Warren Hughes has had an Olympic-based one as well. He says, Hi, Frank, I've just had an IEM whilst watching the Olympics. I only just realised that the logo for the London Games are the numbers 2012. I thought it was just some splodges that some art student thought looked cool. Well, God bless you all. That, that's fair enough, I think, because, as you know, I, like most people, I detest the logo. Oh, I love it. Oh, come off it. Oh, come off it. Worst jigsaw ever. That's what it looks like. It's terrible. I I think that people even say, oh, I'm loving the Olympics, apart from the logo, obviously. I mean, it's it's, it's like what's up. It's become a catchphrase. (laughs) It's the one thing that's took the shine off the Olympics. I disagree. I think it's done a great job. When you walk around, it really works. It's really functional as a a piece of design. I think it's great. I don't think anyone on this show has ever been more wrong. (laughs) about anything and David Essex used the word Chinaman <laughs> <laughs> but I still think Don't not as wrong David Essex oh, sorry, I told sti- you still not as wrong as you are about this I, it's it's oh, listen it's, it's about um, you know they were subjective paying, was it 400,000 the agency were paid for that logo were they yep that's Wolf cheap Hollins. they don't come cheap <sighs> Um, I had a eureka, I had a eureka moment recently but that was more down to a, a childhood lie Okay. Well, my dad used to tell me, you know those long, tall chimneys next to hospitals? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, when I was very small, he couldn't obviously tell me they were incinerators, so he no. told me that they were a um, a giant airing cupboard and that the the nurses would take the warm sheets out of the bottom and then they'd take the cold ones to the top and then they'd all go down. And So you'd always take the warm ones out the bottom. So and, why smoke? Huh? Well, I didn't know that. I thought there was just steam from the sheets coming off. Uh, what? Black flesh and bone smoke? 
I didn't know that. Well, that's not. That's just a yeah, lie. Yeah, but I was. Yeah, that's but the not thing an idiotic eureka. I moment. was twenty nine when somebody pointed said, oh, "Look at that incinerator," and I was like, "No, no, no, that's a that's an air incubator." Oh, you're still at it. <laughs> and they went, "No, no, that's an incinerator." I think I had one this week because I could be wrong about this, but mm. boy, boy zone. Is that a pun on boys own? That's in the boys own, you know, oh, comics. I see. Yeah. Is it? I think so. Yeah. Possibly. Did you know that before? No. I think I sort of thought about that, yeah. Oh, you think you'd sort of thought about it. Your witness. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've got some more idiotic Eureka moments, Frank. Oh, uh, yes. Um, we've got Eleanor in Melbourne. We have a lot of Australian listeners. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Fans of Skippy. I'm glad they haven't got all sulky about their performance in the Olympics and contacting <laughs> us. Why have they gone so rubbish? They used to be quite good, didn't they? That nasty fouling cyclist woman who upset the uh, oh yeah Victoria Pendleton farewell race with her elbows. No one puts baby in the corner. Well, she nearly put her in the crowd. <laughs> um, good day, Frank. Oh, I like they're still they're sticking with it. Mm. Speaking of idiotic Eureka moments, and we were yeah. I only just got the fact that the band Bros are called that because it's short for brothers. It's taken me almost three decades to get it, and it's hardly subtle, is it? Yours foolishly, Eleanor in Melbourne. And guess what? The Nolan sisters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it was always a bit dodgy, though, Bros, because when they... Oh, certainly a bit dodgy. No, but in their golden years, Craig Logan was, was in the band. Ken. Was it? No, they called him Ken. Oh, as okay. a joke, because they said he was... Viz called him Ken, the ugly one that no-one fancies, which oh. is very mean. But he, he wasn't one of the brothers. But he, he, he was on... No, he that's was, true. He was under the umbrella term, Bros. Yeah. Is that mm, fair? No. I mean, unless they'd sort of adopted him. I don't think they did. I don't think there's any paperwork. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a confusing... Uh... He, can I say that he went on to manage Pink? Did you know that? Yes, that's right. I, I don't mean he, he got a one four zero break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he managed. Uh, he was her manager. Who did? Yeah. Who was the only one to make any money? That would that be right? a lesson to you all. Yeah. What out of Bros or from Pink? Pink must have made a few. No, bucks. he made the money from Bros. You could tell Pink's made so much money she's perpetually embarrassed. <laughs> Hence her nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were saying, uh, Holly. Well, um, I was thinking about idiotic um, eureka moments, and then I. I was trying to work out, you know, be, am I being stupid? You know when people say he's he's the bee's knees? Mm. Is that um, like a sort of derivation of business? Like, business. he's the business, he's the bee's knees. He's the bee's knees. Oh, maybe he is. Like someone from Tunisia or something saying business, <laughs> Yeah, someone from Tunisia or something. Yeah, exactly it's got like a real, that. a really Tunisian vibe about it, bee's knees. Maybe that's exactly what it is. He's the bee's knees. He's the bee's knees. He could be on a bee's knees trip. Bee's knees and pleasy. (laughs) Maybe all right. Someone will know. Oh, listeners know everything. They'll know. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, we're not done with these IEMs. It's, they, have, they, they, they are like the, the tide. They Sometimes mm. they are, but mainly they flow. Mm. Someone's just texted, it, texted in a man called John to say that bees' knees are considered the best because they are where the, they store pollen to carry back to the hive to make honey. Well, keep, they oh, keep they store it, the pollen in their knees? In yeah. their knees? 
What did yeah. they hold it like in in oh, the that. fold at the back? I don't they? think that's a good idea. It's a bit I Madonna on tour I with those knee like, pads. Don't they have special pollen bags? Bees. Banks. Bags. I like bum bags. Yeah, they, they wear like <laughs> a bee bum bag. Yeah. <laughs> I would love a bee with a little rucksack as well. Lovely. <laughs> a bumbee, bum. That's what they call them, bumblebees. <laughs> because they get a, a bomb bill at the end of the month for their for their bag. Costs. Frank, Anon, mm. has, Anon has been in touch. Oh, yeah. And I haven't heard uh, from Anon for some time. Well, Anon came, was in touch about their Catholic charity. <laughs> oh, no, it was Anon. Carry on. Um, Anon says, and you won't be surprised to hear why they're Anon when you hear this IEM. On watching the women's cycling team pursuit medal ceremony, mm. when the camera panned to Paul McCartney and his daughter during Hey Jude, I only then realised Stella McCartney is the said daughter. Wow. That's that's pretty impressive, Anon. That's a good one to not know. Mm. And apparently named her Stella McCartney, because it sounds like a compliment about him. Oh. Stella McCartney. <laughs> His other two kids are called uh, Raking It In and Very Successful. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought everyone knew that. People say my girlfriend looks like Stella McCartney. And uh, she gets very, very furious. I would love to look like Stella McCartney. Would I? Like. I'd like to look She's like Paul Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, well, I did an interview for the BBC the other night on this balcony, and they started singing A hey Jude when I went on. And I do think that some people thought that... I think they saw, they saw the wind catch my throat and assumed <laughs> it was Frank, <laughs> I know you don't like Twitter, but do you realise you were trending on Twitter... You're right at the top as a direct I result. Was what? As a result of trending, that, what does you were trending? That means you were a hot topic. Mm. Everyone was talking about you. It was a quiet night, Sunday. Mm. That's well, Sunday. it wasn't like anything else was going on. E.g., the hundred meter final. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> well, I was I was more talked about than Usain Bolt. Yes, Andy's inverted commas lightning I'm afraid bolts. I've just looked it up and you two are going to be very embarrassed in a minute Listen, that, can our listeners please text in it does Usain Bolt is that a reference to a lightning bolt please text in uh, I'm not saying uh, no, let's keep it open if it is I think he needs to rethink his um, I think he needs to go <laughs> that's what he needs to do <laughs> What he needs to do is get one of those Harry Potter scars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also get a wand. Maybe that's how they get the um, bars back on the top of the high what jump. What magic. Don't yeah. be ridiculous. <laughs> no, we know how they get them. Someone's texted in. We'll be talking about that shortly. There is no magic. Hmm. I know I used to work in the magic bee's knees. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Did you read this story this week about a Norwegian tourist who fell asleep on an airport baggage belt? I did read it. It was incredible. They drink a lot, the uh, Scandinavians. Well, he only had one beer. He Get out of it. The reason <laughs> a Scandinavian existed that only ever had one beer. Well, I don't know if it's the long, dark nights, but they're, mm. they're a very mournful race, if, if the Scandinavians are a race. I like to think he was just accessorising with a can of beer. That's what he was carrying through with him. I'll tell you. Mm. I mean, ABBA. Didn't you think ABBA always look a bit troubled? <laughs> I know they had their internal disputes, but they always, <laughs> even in the golden days, they never looked, they weren't happy. Mm. Well, this guy fell asleep Ulrika. On... Desolate. <laughs> Do you want... Even, you... even Sandy Toxvig smiling through the tears. I think you'll agree. Ing Ingmar Bergman. He was gloomy. Mm. Roald Dahl. No, thanks, I've just put one out. <laughs> 
So uh, you were saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this guy fell asleep on a um, baggage belt, and he was on it for fifteen minutes, and he went through X-ray and everything until they realised that he'd, he'd, he'd fallen asleep on a, a, a luggage conveyor belt. I saw a, I saw one of the drugs dogs go on uh, on the conveyor belt once. You know the drugs dogs there. Oh, they love a German Shepherd. And he was in and out. He was bopping in and out. He had, it, was, it was one of the most exciting things I've ever seen in my life. Mm. You know, dogs have often look very busy. The mm. dog will go in the garden and it, and it doesn't just walk down to the garden and think, "What's I done now?" It like races. I was, I'm just going to have a look at this hedge. <laughs> Talk to yourselves a bit. Yeah, okay, okay. I just check the edge of the lawn out. Look, they're really busy. Just domestic dogs. So this was a proper working dog who had had work to They've do. They've got a job. He went through the busy ceiling. He looks so absolutely <laughs> rushed off. He was the bee's, bee's knees. He was. He was. He was working at his bee's knees. Yeah. So what, he was looking for drugs in, in people's bags and stuff? Yeah. Well, why didn't they just stop the conveyor belt and let him look without him having to go through the conveyor belt? Well, what, he was he was happy on the conveyor belt. Like Suchi? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that many dogs. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever accidentally fallen asleep on, on, on a on moving... A, on a dog, <laughs> on a drugs dog. <laughs> oh, they must love it when people mm. put drugs up their bottoms. Hang. Because they're combining work and pleasure in one. Well, they're not the only ones. They are the only ones. So, um, um, have I ever slept, fell asleep on a, on a conveyor belt? Yeah. No, is the answer to that. Mm. Have you ever fell asleep on any moving, anything moving? Well, bosses. Bosses, I've, I've slept on many. I mean, I used to drink a lot and I used to sleep all over terrible places. Mm. I slept um, at Barbarella's nightclub. I slept through <laughs> Generation X on two consecutive <laughs> nights. I went home in between. Barbrellas? Is that yeah. in Broad Street? It was in uh, Her Street, I oh, okay. think. I could be wrong. And, uh, yeah, so I, I slept... Remember Generation X, Billy Idol's band? Yeah, oh, yeah. I watched the first track on the Friday night and then I blacked out and I was woken up by um, a big bouncer man and someone with a mop. Uh <laughs> And then I. That's I never out. a good sign, is it? <laughs> and I thought it's okay. I'll see him again tomorrow night. I did exactly the same thing. Well, you only got to the first song. Yeah, I bet they That's were. That's the brilliant. worst heckle you could ever have. It is. And yes. man, he passed out twice during two different concerts. I, I hope I didn't snore because that would have seemed disrespectful. <laughs> mm. I recently fell asleep in a pub. Um, oh, holy! This is real. <laughs> Basically, well, I had a lot. Can of... I say when I did this at, at Barbarella's? I remember when I woke. You know, when you, you're so drunk, you get very, very over polite to take <laughs> yeah. off. And I remember, I remember saying to the bouncer as I left, "Thank you for your patience." <laughs> 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 oh, pathetic! So you were you very drunk indeed? No, no, I was so totally sober. It was a Sunday, mm. you know, not not long ago. You don't strike me as a drunkard. I, no, I'm I'm not a drunkard. I'm a good fun, but I'm not a drunkard. Well, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into a pub in London Bridge, and I thought, I'll just sit here for ten minutes. I won't buy a drink, because I'm just going to sit here for ten no, minutes. No, you're kidding me. You didn't <laughs> buy a drink. No, because I thought, I'm just going to... I'm literally using the sofa. That's all I'm here for. It's not, it's not a park. Who does no, that? People... Who goes into a pub and just sits I mean, even a, public, even a public latrine is a pound these Did days. Did they think you were very, it's very indecisive purchaser of drink. <laughs> no, you know how you do that? You know when you need the loo and you go into a pub but you, you sort of style it out like you're looking for your friend everywhere no, and then I, you just go into the loo and then just... Holly, can I tell you exactly what I do? I clutch my stomach, I go into Starbucks. <laughs> I lie. Oh. Mm. What do you mean? Well, well, if I'm clutching my stomach, what might they think? You're hungry? No. <laughs> they might yeah. think you're pregnant. 
if you're going to Starbucks, clutch in your stomach. Most of thought it'd be they want a big chocolate coin. <laughs> That's why they're in here. So well done. So you're asleep then. So I just thought I'll sit down for ten minutes, just have a little, you know, sh- no, just a, just a sit down. That's all I want. Yeah. Because I've got to the age now where I need to sit down. Well, well yeah, we all do. That's why they put um, armchairs in oh, hotel yeah. corridors. Exactly. Anyway, I I got woken up about an hour later by a woman, the, the bar lady, who asked me to move on. Did you say the barma lady? <laughs> barma lady. <laughs> she asked you to move. Did she actually say move she on? She said, I'm going to have to move you on. She didn't oh, say, could you oh. leave? She's a former member of the constabulary. <laughs> Maybe a special. <laughs> she didn't say you're going to have to leave or go home. She said, I'm going to have to move you on. Like I, like I had nowhere to go. And this she was, was, just was she a bit formal? <laughs> she was brusque. But you must have been a bit worried, because if, if you had a gig and you, your plan was to stop for ten minutes and you stopped for an hour, weren't, weren't you... Uh... Well, no, because it was about six o'clock in the evening. I still had a good hour to get to the oh, gig. Okay. That's not... Being moved on is not good. It's getting a bit hobo. I know. I think she mistook me for somebody who was just kind of... You know how... Are you the just... littlest hobo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that in, because if you don't know Skipper, she ain't going to know the littlest hobo, I'm guessing. That's true. <laughs> Who? Exactly. <laughs> What would have been great if you'd done the song then? Tomorrow. Ah, she knew all the time, you rascal. Absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we got an email from a man called Duncan. Oh no, it's not Bannatine again. It's not. I don't think so because he's twenty-three, and I don't think Duncan Bannatine's twenty-three. But he says. Um, he needs your advice. He's got a dramatically receding hairline and he doesn't oh. know what to do. He's thinking of shaving it completely, but then he'd end up looking like someone who owns a devil dog and wears an England shirt. Yes, don't shave it. Can no. I get your opinion on this, especially a woman's perspective? He's asking you for a woman's perspective. <laughs> well, l- luckily, mm. I have a... You've got two ladies. An index card file <laughs> of women's perspectives <laughs> on all things. <laughs> Let me just look up. Hold on a minute. Receding, uh, <laughs> oh, you're going to be single forever. Oh, that's me. That is tough. Well, that's not true, though. Because, Didn't hold William back. Yeah, Prince William's got thinning locks. Yeah, you know, but he's got one or two other things going for him. What? How do you know Duncan hasn't? He's, well, I bet he's not a prince. Are you familiar with Prince Duncan? <laughs> no, I'm not, actually. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure I'm... I, but please don't shave it, Duncan. Cause the, if I went bald, I would definitely go for the sort of Nick Robinson, the BBC political correspondent. No. I like the thing. No. Leave it long at the no. back so you can say, yes, this is what the rest of it should look like. <laughs> but it doesn't. OK, get over it. The shaving thing... No. It's the idea that we're going to look at someone and say, oh, that bloke shaved his head. I bet he got a completely full head of hair, but he's just shaved it off out of choice. Forget about it. No, Frank, I say go llama. Go llama now. Dalai, that is. Oh, OK. And then if you do that, he's got a small window of, of opportunity because this guy's 23. Well, the Dalai Lama's got an endless window of opportunity <laughs> so he can try another hour when he this comes true. back. He has a, a number of lifetimes. Yeah. However, at 23, he has a small window. People will think it's choice, not desperation, if he does it now. Do you think the llama's like that? Do you think the llama looks in the air and thinks, I might grow my hair a bit at the... Oh, no, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'll do it next time. <laughs> He probably thinks, maybe I'll get those Wiggins-style sideburns, just the two of them, and a bald head. Mm. Yeah, but then he thinks, no, I'll, I'll leave it to the next life. You know when people shave to go bald completely, they go, you know what, I'm going to give up on, on the yeah. hair. I'm yeah. Gonna... Why don't people go, like, kind of think, you know what, I think I really suit a William Hague. I'll just, I'll just shave just the sort of big... 
kind yeah, of... Yeah, people um, have got a forehead of hair. Yeah, but just shave a receding hairline, like a big old receding hairline. Yeah. Right that, to the crown. Yeah, you see, that, what, you've, what you've hit on there, though, is the fact when people say actually bald looks pretty good, the fact that no one who's got hair makes themselves <laughs> look bald this is probably true. is a giveaway. <laughs> but you, you see, the frontispiece is the issue, because that's when you end up in all sorts of Travolta-type trouble. I think. What's he done? What's his method? <laughs> What's he Has done? He Let's all... not go down that road. <laughs> no. Let's not go down that road. I have no idea. Um... What did your hair fall out? <laughs> Takes us back to William Hague, I think. So, I think um... it's a toupee, but it starts. I may be wrong, obviously. This may all be his own hair. Yeah. Um, but I think the toupee starts quite far back and he's over He's over trimmed it and it looks obviously like a toupee. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that, John. Anyway, I you know would... Justin Bieber's been given advi- giving out advice about all of this? No, he's been very disrespectful. He has been mm. disrespectful. An 18-year-old... Oh, yes. year old what was he saying again about, about... He gave advice to, our, to one of our uh, possible future monarchs. Yeah, telling yeah. him he needs to do something about his hair. Well, I'll tell you what he said. He just said, I don't know why he doesn't just get those things, those products, Propecia... I like that he, to, he said, um, to be fair, have no. you not got it over there? <laughs> have you not got it over there? To be fair to Justin, um, isn't his intention to heal? <laughs> you know, he's trying to help, isn't he, Prince William? He's thinking, oh, he obviously doesn't know you can like, put stuff on that makes yeah, but you no one wants advice from, a, from a, an 18-year-old, least my, of all Justin Bieber. No. My, my advice to William is just wear the crown all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to know? There used to be a, a, a toupee called a crown topper, and he could actually have a crown topper. He should do, you know, those sort of um, those Scottish hats with the ginger coming out the side. He <laughs> yeah. should get a crown, but with hair just sticking out the top. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> when he takes it off, it's still got the hair in the crown. That's my advice to Duncan. He's got a bandana with a bit of hair woven <laughs> into the cloth. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Holly Walsh. You can text us on eight twelve fifteen. I like it. So when anyway, you sound surprised that it's Frank Skinner. <laughs> I just, I'm still surprised by it. Mm. You get to my age every day is a surprise. So you went Olympics and you went off. I went Olympics. What I else went, did you do? I went. Uh, I went music gig. Oh, okay, music I went, gig. I went to music gig actually oh. this week. Which I ones? S- I saw... Um, Simply Red. You love them. I didn't see Simply Red. I saw... Uh, yeah, Pink was a support actor. <laughs> <laughs> the whole show was graded. Maroon, and King, fi- King, Maroon 5. King, yeah, King Crimson, uh, they closed the night. Uh, Ruby Turner was on. Oh, lovely. Uh, no, I went to see... Um, well, I went to see Laurie Anderson, who I'm a very big fan of. You know Laurie Anderson? Oh, Superman. Ha, ha, ha. You know that? It's brilliant. I recommend long. it. I think it's something like six and a half minutes, and it got to number one. Can you believe that? Sounded like the CD got stuck. You Phyllis Stein. Is that, is that your name, Phyllis Stein? Hey, are you Phyllis Stein? I only just got that. Yeah. Well, thanks. Bye. Now she. Uh, so we, I went to see. She was great. Although she did give me the. Uh, she talked about. You know when you sometimes you see things moving on your eyeballs. Oh yeah. Do you know that you see stuff moving oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah. Like She's, orbs. She I said they're them. they're phosphates. Is how she described them. Oh, I don't, I don't know if that's like correct. That. But I had. Uh, you know, occasionally Holly, I have some quite severe mosquito problems in my bedroom, <laughs> and and I had them this week. 
bitten to pieces. Look at that. Frank, I've had oh one. I've got one on my look upper cheek. Look. Yeah. Oh, have you, have you had one? Yes. I'm that's covered. One. Look, look at those. Look at those bites. Frank, what is it about our skin? I think it's something to do with hormones. Frank I think and I have got a lot of. Do you think they, they hear them? Huh? <laughs> they hear the hormones and they come in. Oh, oh, mom and dad, mom and dad. So anyway, um, I could see. I think it was the phosphates. Once you've been bitten, Holly's you, climbing on her chair. <laughs> yeah, can you sit properly? Um, I was looking for, I was trying to catch this um, mosquito and I think the phosphates were moving about my eyes and I was swinging at things that were actually on my eyeball. Oh. Could have been nasty. Anyway, that's enough. I, I went to see Elizabeth Fraser on Monday night. Now, that's what I thought. Who that? She's off the Cocteau Twins, right? Yeah, but Kat said to me, Elizabeth Fraser oh. is playing live. Elizabeth Fraser. And I said, oh, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> And I have to admit, I didn't. I mean, I've, I I've heard of the Cocteau Twins, but I didn't know. She sounds like a sort of Archer's character or something. Yes. No idea. I've been to her house. Oh. <laughs> but um, I haven't. So um, I went to this gig, and first of all, I, so I didn't know what to expect. But it's it's great going to a gig blind like that when you don't know what, what it's going to be. Mm. Kath was, was mad about the Cocteau t- Twins. I was drunk during their golden years, so I don't <laughs> remember much about them. But anyway, uh, when we got there, they started off with these four people came on, all dressed in black with music stands, and sang one of these, I like a religious four-part harmony a cappella thing. And I've been bored before. <laughs> but you know when people say bored to tears? Yeah. I thought that was just... I honestly was starting to get tears in my eyes. I was so <laughs> bored. I thought I, thought I was going to throw up and wet myself <laughs> I was I was in a panic I, I was bored into a panic oh fine and it was it was, was terrifying like me when I watched the Goonies it was it was honestly it was terrifying mm. uh, and I thought please stop and I could see the trouble them being like a classical they kept turning pages and every time they turned pages I thought oh, well I'm really looking for a blank at least half a blank one <laughs> and it was just sheet music sheet music sheet music if I'm allowed to say that yeah. I'm actually right <laughs> My pronunciation was a bit... I, I, so, it was the worst start to a gig I've ever had in my life. I would have happily stu- stood up with an axe and, uh, and, and oh, made these people look like, as I think they once said in a Monty Python, but look like five tins of cat food. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, lovely. <laughs> what... I'm what? just watching the diving, the men's diving. Don't watch the diving. Difficulty 3.7. Of course I'm going to watch that. Um, that's lovely. We're all watching it now. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, yeah, I don't, it's very it's, distracting. I, it's, I think it's a bit disrespectful to our listeners if we I just know. watch the telly. Terrible. Mid-show. Terrible entrance. So stop it. Um, I was telling them about a gig uh, I went to. Elizabeth Fraser. Yeah, so... So anyway, Elizabeth Fraser came on. I, I honestly... Oh, I've just got house off. Sorry, Frank. Oh, idiotic. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the quartet had gone. I, I'm not. T- but do you, are, you, are you aware of the level of boredom I'm talking about when you become outraged? Yep. Have you had it, Holly? Yeah, I had it during a ballet quite recently. Oh yeah. Okay. And that's a lot. That can be a long night. Because as a comedian, you end up thinking, "What can I say that's funny about this?" And there's mm. nothing even funny about it. Well, as a comedian, I think I wouldn't. When when you go on stage, you have an obligation to entertain people, and if they don't, if you mm. don't, you're a comedian. You know about it. 
these people seemed oblivious. I mean, I'm sure they were brilliant at it and they seemed nice and it was great for, like, two minutes. How long was it on for? About... I think it was either two or three months. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite remember, but it was, they were winter months. Yeah. And we had to stay in a lot and eat fatty food. But it was... Oh, man, I just thought... I, I didn't come for this. Stop doing this. And Stop you thought, it. this is going to be the whole night of this? Well, I, I, then, of course, I am. Anyway, she comes on, uh, uh, Elizabeth, and... Um, She's got, I mean, an amazingly beautiful voice. It mm. uh, uh, was brilliant. Uh, the, the band, though, you see, I'd go for a trophy band. I, I'm, I was, you know, I'm well, one sort of, of Robert Palmer style. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You, want a, you want a band that looks like, you know, you, you're hanging around with cool dudes. She had the sort of men who, if you don't watch them, will we'll put a press in their jeans. <laughs> oh, they, they dry clean their jeans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could see, like, that, that very, that light grey line you get down the front yes. of jeans, they are pressed on a regular basis. I know them. And, and, and again, there was a lot... Of the, the, that thing that we were talking about, about slightly balding at the front, which makes me very anxious. Mm. If someone's had to arrange their hair, then I'm, I'm sitting like... What sort a, of footwear are we talking, Frank? A, a Caramac shoe? Well, I, I think... I, sp- I could be wrong. I don't mm. want to do this bloke wrong, but I, I think that the, um, the, the bass player, who I'd say was probably in his mid-40s... I'm getting the picture... He had a boot flare on. He didn't. Oh, <laughs> oh he did. When a man a wears man a man in a boot cut. When a man wears, <gasps> wears a boot cut, I'm I know. Oh, I'm thinking there's a cowboy boot under there. <laughs> and he looked like a man who who didn't say I'll put me cowboy boots on. It looked like a man who said, "Which cowboy boots shall I wear tonight?" That's that's the kind of man he looked. Oh, Frank. Well, I never. But a boot it was. Cut. I mean, they, it was a, the music was brilliant, and she was brilliant, but. Um, it was, um, and Thingy was there. You know Anthony from Anthony and the Johnsons? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was you treated me so no, badly. You're attracting mosquitoes now. Yeah, that's, that's to repel them. <laughs> no, that was actually Morris Gears. <laughs> I actually love my, uh, Anthony from Anthony and the Johnsons. Do you? Yeah. You can't even say it, Johnsons. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, sorry, I thought, I'm talking about someone else. I'm talking about Anthony from Anthony and the Johnsons. <laughs> I like them, but he, he, he sings in a deep baritone voice. <laughs> you treated me. He looks... I, I'm he slightly has, frightened of Anthony. Oh, I'm t- he's terrifying, man. Yeah. Why? Why are you scared of him? He's gone for a he's very black very, very black hair, very white face. A very worrying fringe. Worrying fringe. I don't, I don't like that. It's, uh, it's You know what monochrome. he is a bit? Can I be honest what he is, Solly? He's a bit goth nana. You get them in America, those nans who are a bit goth. Yeah, I think, I think you're with right. With the dyed black hair and the tattoos on the slightly crepey skin. I think you're right. Crepey skin? Mm. I went to see. Uh, I went to see him live once. Who? Anthony and the Jones. I saw him live. Yeah, I didn't. I thought, is he doing this song again? What's his hair like now, Frank? Black, and um, I'd say, uh, unlike Spandau Ballet, (laughs) it's unkempt. (laughs) (laughs) Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. And the girls are giggling. We're being naughty. Yeah, now, if I had this conversation <laughs> about women in the Olympics, it would be seen as oh, sexist, no. but you can talk about the men in the Olympics as if they're hunks of gristle. Well, if you will put the men's 10-metre platform diving on, what do you expect? Well, I'm happy for it to be switched off. I mean, get some. No, don't, get take, don't turn it off. There are bigger pants on the market. <laughs> 
Just because they're not wearing Calvin Classics. Yeah, well, the trouble is with Calvin Classics, when you come out, look, the waistband would still be in the water. The waistband to pant, um, 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 attaching these very... Frank, very, they've come clean weak. off, those classics, with that impact. When I was... Um, Mine wouldn't come clean anyway. <laughs> when I was... Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I jumped off a ten metre high diving board. And I was I, wondering about that. And I Let had... me guess, there was no water in the pool. <laughs> Out. <laughs> That's the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me on oh, national it's radio. Actually Stick the... around, honey. It's only the second what do you mean? meanest thing. Why would I jump in the pool and then all the water jumped out? I'm not that. I'm not. I'm... I never... Did I say all the water jumped out? I said, said there, was there was no, no water, water in the, in the pool. pool. See what you've done in your paranoia. You've placed something on me I didn't say. You make me sick. So what happened? So Holly? I jumped in the pool and uh, and I had a huge nosebleed and they had oh. to shut the pool. Oh. Well, why people wee in the pool? Rebecca Adlington wees in the pool. She admitted on Fel- Johnny Felpsy. Vaughan. Felpsy. Felpsy does. Yeah. I, I Lochty. <coughs> Lochty. So, Felpsy. you know, bloody case. Holly and I both like Lochty. Anyway, meanwhile, over at the Elizabeth Fraser gig, oh, yeah, I tell where you it's what, all happening. It was quite a middle class night and people were calling out things like... Song to the siren, do song to the siren. <laughs> oh, know. God. Which is, do you know that? So it's a, no, I don't know, know that. I don't know who wrote it, but Tim Botley sang it. Tim Botley was a bloke who had a song called Dolphins, who I used to, I used to change the words um, all the time when I was a young man. It, it goes, sometimes I think about Saturday's child. And I used to sing, sometimes I drink about... <laughs> Ten pints of mild, <laughs> but nobody drinks mild anymore, so I had to no. stop that. I think it's gone. I don't know if it still exists. Anyway, um, people were calling out now, and it, I remembered that when I used to go to gigs in my teens, mm. there was two things that people always called out at every gig, regardless of, of the gig. You'd either call, "Wake up," yeah. <laughs> you'd go, "Wally." Why did you say that? I've no idea. Oh. Wally. <laughs> Uh, or Albatross, oh. which I think was, was from... It a, a, was it a Coleridge gig? Or Albatross. He was reciting poetry. <laughs> it was from a Monty Python sketch where a ma- I think a man sells Albatross instead of ice cream. Oh. But um, Wally, I don't know where that came from. One of our listeners will know because it's just oh, about, the, know. It's, it's about the right A Birmingham thing. will know, Frank. When I, um, <laughs> when I went to the men's quarterfinals of table tennis, one of the Romanian players... Um, I can't remember his surname, but his first name was Adrian, and everyone in the audience started shouting out, Adrian! <laughs> Yo! <laughs> hey, I did Adri- it for you! Adrian! <laughs> like that, and, and he did, clearly didn't get it, but everyone was laughing at him. That Adrian! Was fair. That was fair. That's a bit Adrian right, Charles get that at the football? <laughs> he should do. No, he just gets uh, potato face, if I remember <gasps> right. Ouch! I know, it's, it's on You the really uh, aren't holding back on the... Um... <laughs> On the what? On the carbohydrate-based insults. <laughs> That's what you're getting at. Oh, I'm all right with... Uh, a, I don't mind a bit of starch in my acid, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Well, now, I'll tell you what I want to talk about, Frank, is um, there was a bit of an incident on a plane this week, and you know how I love a plane-based incident. You do. This was a bit babes on a plane. Oh, I saw. Did this. you see this? It was a Vietnamese airline, and they decided they decided they were going to allow this sort of impromptu beauty pageant, beauty mm. parade, and it was lots of scantily clad lovelies. They had. Um, Would you describe them as? Did well, you see they, the they pictures? They had um, bikini tops on, but I, I saw the uh, I saw the viral. <laughs> what about that? 
And then uh, they had they had men, sarongs. Men were filming it. We but should they say. had sarongs on. They didn't just have. The they had sarongs. What, they were what's quite... sarong about that? Huh? Well, oh. hey, two sarongs don't look right. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, but they weren't. Um, yeah, they weren't like just in bikinis. No, but there was there, there was a lot of la la exposure. Let's say. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a male chauvinist mm. pig. Mm. And I'm all right with the women's libbers, in case you're wondering. <laughs> but um, I think they don't do enough on planes to sort of in flight. It's just films, really, and games and a magazine. I, th- I like the idea of having some live stuff on. I quite liked it. And I was embarrassed to admit that I'm proud to call myself a feminist. And I know it's a bit dehumanising and ob- objectifying. No, it's all right I being found a feminist. It, I found it very entertaining, that beauty parade. Well, I like beauty contests in general. So do I. In our house, when I was a kid, it used to be quite a big deal. Miss World would all sit around and do our own scorecards. And also, I love a sash. <laughs> Frank, honestly... I, I love a sash. Yeah. And it's a bit like Olympics for very good-looking people. Is what I, I think. It is, yeah. yeah, it's all changed, of course. The old mm. uh, that Holly's gone quiet, hasn't she? I just mm. don't really oh. know what to make of this. So you like going to see ladies being judged for how beautiful? No, they I don't are. like going to see them. I won't move. I just watch it on my telly. Right. <laughs> I don't even know they get. Te- didn't even know they get televised, Miss World and whatnot anymore. Oh yeah, it's still on the satellite. Channel. Yeah, it's still is on the it? satellite. Yeah. yeah. What do you think Julia Morley's doing? Who's Julia Morley? I don't think it should... Who's Julia Morley? (laughs) Eric. Eric Morley. I don't think it should just be women. I think there should be men as well. You don't really. Now you're trying to claw it back. But, you know, if it was was men, it'd be a bit tedious. It wouldn't be tedious for us. It would be man-oh-man is what it would be. (laughs) I love that show. You get Miss World and they're judged on being beautiful but mm. mr universe is a man judged on being strong who can pick up a car and whatnot yeah so what they are they're two different competitions yeah but why should mr universe no you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah why should the world cup have football when the test match has cricket mm. yeah but why can't sense. you have miss universe and see miss someone you know like a really beautiful well, woman is, pick up a car but there is there is women uh there's jody Well, that they don't have mr world no, I'm, I'm not happy with this argument. Do you want to have a sit and think again? No. Okay. <laughs> a beauty contest, people have been judged on their beauty. That's why it's called the beauty contest. They don't have to enter it, all right? <laughs> but how, you know, like... Mr. And also, I love a bikini court shoes combination. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong. Everything about the it's bikini... So everything wrong. about the bikini says sort of flip-flops. A swimsuit you know. with a heel, Frank. Maybe an espadrille, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like me going out, in, going yeah. to the swimming pool in in me, me speedos <laughs> and a pair of black patent dress lace up shoes. <laughs> Make any sense at all? So you would happily go on a plane with naked women? Hold oh, on, that's a completely <laughs> different. These women had bikini tops and sarongs. The, 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 the people didn't know they were coming. Anyway, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction, isn't it? Beauty contest must be sexist. I think you know you've got to. You've got to allow yourself to, to think about it and think, well, actually, easy. If it was like a juggling contest that was just women, you wouldn't say, oh, they're, no, they're just being seen as jugglers. But would you be upset if 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 people said, oh, I only go and see Frank Skinner's show because he's really hot and not because he's very funny? He'd love it. <sighs> well, I don't like the last bit much. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of it. Now, if I was doing the Frank Skinner beauty show, I'd be all right with it. Yeah, but Frank, also, why can't they do material? They have an opportunity in that little interview, have some gags. Yeah, well, they yeah. do. Yeah. They, you know, they talk about how they um, do a lot of work for charity. You know, often they're working, they're doing a degree in law mm. and um, they care about the third world. Mm. They seem like very nice people, generally. 
very yeah. sort of interested in things. Would you ever go and judge one if someone asked you if you wanted to be a judge? Oh, I don't know. That might be a bit more... Because I think in the old days, British comedians used to go and do seaside um, beauty pageants in then order, in order then to pick get, up a bit of yeah. spare. They'd get together oh, with them, horrible. wouldn't they? Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't want to get involved in any of that. My, those days are gone for me. <laughs> That's how. Well, Bruce Forsyth met uh, Will Neely that way. Well, I'm not saying that was why he went. I am. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I wonder if he said nice to see you as a chat up line. <laughs> to see you nice, and she said, "What? Do I, I don't know why you're talking about." <laughs> I got to go oh, take my heels about. off. Yeah, you know, I'm in the beauty bee's <laughs> knees. That's what she said. I like the idea of entertainment on a plane. Don't you often walk on a plane and look down the aisle and think, "What? Well, God, this place is crying out for skittles." Mm. <laughs> it's, you know what? You have to. You just sit there for hours and hours. They should do more, and I like that aspect. You, do of you it. two ever stand up and do material? If that was my job, I'd think I'd do that. You've got a, a trapped audience there, surely. Well, I was thinking about this other day. Like, if something goes wrong and you're a policeman or a doctor, mm. you're obliged to step in at that moment as a professional doctor and like help someone. But as a, you know, like, you, you notice people are bored around you as a comedian, you don't get any sort of, oh, if I'm going yeah, to have to say something now. This yeah. is my obligation as a comedian. If the plane was going down, you could get up and say, look, I know I know this seems on the face of it like a tragedy, but you know what I mean? They, they can't stop us from having a laugh, can they? And then do a little bit of... Uh, like what Cliff Richard does when, you know, the roof, yeah. the, it started yeah. raining at Wimbledon. He used his You'd have ob- to, obligation as a singer to entertain and, and, and People hated it. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd have to brace the back leg because obviously the the plane would be at something of an angle as it, as it headed down towards the ocean. I promise you that still wouldn't be the worst gig I've ever done. No, did you exactly. uh, Frank? Did you entertain the crowds at all? By the way, at the Olympics, well, I've I do- heard a rumor you did. I've done gigs that I I wished were on a crashing plane. <laughs> Um, did I entertain people? I sang. Yes, I heard you did. What you haven't you mentioned this. Well, I sang Hey Jude, obviously. <laughs> they thought I was Paul McCartney, so I, you know... Did I everyone gave, sing along, Frank? I gave them a bit. Frank, you've done a Cliff Richard and you didn't tell us this. No, I forgot about that completely. Mm. I, I bet Paul McCartney happens to him all the time. Does whole gigs. Were you sitting next to a woman that someone could have confused as your daughter? Um, I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Thank what you. we're talking about, can men be... Oh, yeah. with women? Well, no, because, you know, there was a survey, did you, saying that... The survey said that men can't be friends with our women. Our survey said, yeah, it said that apparently... Well, no, what it said is that men are far more likely to harbour an attraction to their female friends mm. than women are. Women I, can't, are t- I can't look you in the eye. <laughs> I cannot look you in the eye. Well, it's funny because I would say, Frank, we have a genuinely platonic friendship. There's never been any hint of doctors and nurses. My heart, my heart is breaking inside. <laughs> no, picking. but isn't that nice? I think we disprove this rule. I think we do. How I- long have you been friends for, though? Since, uh, what, are you trying to work out whether it was before or <laughs> after my sex drive disintegrated? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you exactly when it was. Work out when Three Lions became a hit, and that's when I became friends with wow, him. Wow, you're a glory hunter. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yes, about 96, I, funnily enough. I was gold rather than bronze <laughs> at that stage. Since about 1996, we've been friends. But, I mean, you've been safe since then, because, you know... Oh, God, Like yeah. George Melly said, once your sex drive goes, it's like, it's like getting off a runaway horse. Yeah. Fantastic sense of relief. Mm. Mm. But I tell you what I've been lucky with, with the uh, even women who I think you know, God, she she's nice. Yeah. I, there, was, I, there was a woman I met um, a few weeks ago, and I thought, God, she's very uh, very sexy woman. And she said to me, "My grandkids are coming over this weekend," mm. and I thought that 
I'm quite pleased with that. Is that my my taste has grown yeah. as I have. So by the time I'm seventy. Yeah, if she was saying my grandma's coming over this weekend, <laughs> then you'd be worried. Yeah, that that would have been uh, that would have been very bad indeed. But I think her grandma is very very much part of the world of spirits. <laughs> I often think the responsibility is on the lady in the friendship. Sometimes, do you? yes, I do. What you assume that all men fancy you, and pretty that you much. Want yeah. to... No, I think a lot of men are can be filthy creeps though. They can't help themselves. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the way of the world. Yes. Well, you're safe with me. I know, darling. I could take Kristen Stewart on holiday with me and and our pats could still sleep easy. That's the kind of character I am. Oh. But why are they called the opposite sex? Oh. Oh, I guess it's positives and negatives. Opposite sex, though, already sort of accepts the fact that there's some sort of war going on, doesn't it? Mm. No, it's not called the rival sex. But the opposite. The opposite to what? The other one. But they're not opposite. <laughs> We've cleared that up then. You're not opposite, are you? I am opposite you now. Oh, you are actually... I come to think of it, that's what they meant. They meant the opposite sex if you're working in, like, a two-sided desk. <laughs> Do you know how I think this can be best summed up? I want uh, a male comic who shall remain nameless and was a friend of mine. He once said to me... He invited me back to his. Oh. And now I said no, and he said, why won't you come back to mine? And I said, because you always look really happy to see me and I want to keep it that way. And he went, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> He didn't deny it. You promised me you would never tell me <laughs> on radio and you come up with a male comic. I mean, for goodness sake. I'll tell you who it was afterwards. Well, um, I'm, I'm having a couple of weeks off. Oh, yeah, you are? Yeah. Oh, I'm home I, I, alone. I only decided about halfway through this show. <laughs> I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbish at the moment. I need a, I need a rest. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm away. And um, next week, Mary Bale. He's presenting the show. <laughs> it was the woman who put the cat in the wheelie bin. Oh, I look forward to I it. I think everyone's entitled to a second chance in life. Um, so Mary will be here. Uh, lock, uh, lock up your bins. Yeah, Emily will be here, of course. And mm. the cat from Shrek is here. <laughs> um, looking, looking more mournful than usual, I should think, in that situation. Ollie, thanks a lot. It's lovely Thank to you. see you, as ever. And I, I once speculated on this show that I'd bought Holly a book and she ne- I never heard from her that she must have hated it. But it turned out she liked it. Oh. I, did, so, I emailed you. Did you? Yeah. I, I never got it. Well, I oh, did. Oh, that one, that one, I emailed you. You know oh, that? Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm, okay. Anyway, so we, our book club is recommending um, The Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldridge by Philip K. Dick for this week's read. Uh, that's about it from us. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again next week. I won't. I'm on holiday. What am I no. talking about? I don't care if the creeks rise. <laughs> Let it all come. Goodbye. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.